it's pretty common that most people or a lot of people really don't like their driver's license. They don't like the photo of their driver's license. Well, here in Ontario, in order to get into places that you're going to stay for a while, whether it's the movie theaters or a restaurant, what have you, you have to show proof of vaccination and you need to show some identification. So most people are going to use their driver's license. Well, I recently got my driver's license renewed and you know what? The photo is really not that bad. I kind of like it. So now I'm actually very happy to show my driver's license as part of my identification. Like, how strange is that? Well, it is strange, and I guess my eyes are many people's eyes. So welcome to another episode of Speed Bumps, a safe driving podcast. In this episode, I'm going to ask, are you a bad passenger, but a better driver? Now, another episode of Things to Make You Go, huh? And when is bad weather bad enough to not drive? Let's go. There are individuals out there who have a difficult time being a passenger. And I'm not really sure what it is because it's a variety, a wide variety of concerns that I guess they would have to make them an uneasy passenger. Now, when I say bad passenger, I don't necessarily mean evil, bad, <laughs> but more like uncomfortable. They're not resting. They're not relaxed as a passenger. Now, is it something to do with the driver? Uh, are they used to having drivers who take chances, are more aggressive, and things have built up over time that make them uneasy really with any passenger? Or is it a passenger who has to be in charge and they would rather do the driving themselves because they want to make all those choices and they don't like the choices that other people are making and therefore being a passenger just does not sit well with them. So what do you do if you're the bad passenger? If you're the one who is uneasy, you don't like it, what can you do to, to fix that issue? Well, psychologically you got to get over it but until that time there are things you can do to uh, control those emotional thoughts when you're a passenger one is to read uh, some will go onto their phone and if you can keep your phone charged and enough variety on your phone to keep your mind away from looking out the window go for it it's a good idea uh, bring a book, bring a magazine, bring something that's going to keep your mind away for the length of time that you're driving. The other thing too is there's a difference between front seat and back seat passenger. Uh, there's less that you can see in the back seat than you can in the front. So if you have that a uh, little bit of anxiety about being a passenger, uh, why not go to the back seat? Um, it, it, now, yes, it would look kind of weird if you're the only other passenger and uh, you're in the backseat. You maybe you look like you're in a, a limousine or something of that sort. Uh, so it's not a bad idea to do something like that. Um, put on your ear pods and listen to music. Listen to a book on tape. Uh, yeah, I know I just said tape. Um, but it's a good idea that you can listen to an audio book. And it does keep your mind away. It allows you to picture in your mind what's going on uh, without having to uh, look out the windshield and see what's going on outside the road. 
Uh, again, just as a passenger. Uh, you could download a movie onto your phone or tablet, and you can watch that for longer trips to keep your mind away from looking out the windshield. Uh, so that can help as well. But one of the things that happens when we are an uneasy passenger is the fact that it could also distract the driver. So because we're in the vehicle with them, we want them to arrive safely because if they don't arrive safely, we don't arrive safely. So it, it, a few things that kind of work together. So it's a, it's a good idea. But maybe even talk it out a little bit. Find out what's really bothering you. And it's okay to open up. And uh, hopefully it's not a personal attack against the driver. But there are things that maybe an open discussion can help alleviate any issues and uh, make the, the drive a little bit more comfortable. And if it really, really, you can't handle being a passenger, well, guess what? I guess maybe you're the driver more times than not. And uh, you're going to have to well, fork out the gas and the insurance and do everything like that. But then, you know, talk to your passengers and let them know that your feelings, why, or talk to your friends and family, why you feel that driving is better for you instead of being a passenger. And well, if that doesn't work, there's still public transit. It's now time for another episode of Things to Make You Go, huh? Well, driving often becomes a necessity as we go further in our lives. Well, yeah, there's a 29-year-old driver who had picked up, well, attempted to pick up their kids from school in eastern Ontario, and they ended up facing a number of charges, including impaired driving and stunt driving charges. So the Ontario Provincial Police stopped the driver doing 162 kilometers an hour uh, in an 80 zone. Now, the, uh, the mom of these kids had registered three times the legal blood alcohol limit. Now, they also had a provisionary license. They had a G2 license here in Ontario, which means that they need zero alcohol anytime they drive. doesn't matter their, their age, and they were 29 years old, but as a driver, it's zero. They were charged with impaired driving. Okay, got that but also dangerous driving, stunt driving because of the speed, resisting arrest, and having open liquor in their vehicle while on the way to pick up their kids. Guess the kids will be walking for a long time. We've had a, a fair bit of snow here in Ontario, Canada, uh, this winter, and it depends on where you live. You may have had more than, than some or less than some, but where I live, we've had a bit more snow and, and some colder weather too. And it's known that if the weather is too cold, it doesn't snow. So we've had a mix of very cold weather and very snowy weather. Now, along with the snowy weather recently, we also had uh, rain that turned into freezing rain and then snow on top. And that makes it kind of lethal to drive. Uh, you can't see the ice underneath that snow, but the weather forecast is there. All you have to do is listen to the radio every now and then. You're going to hear the weather. You're going to hear what's going to happen the next day or so. And then you got to look out the window. That's it. it. You see what it's like and boom, you know what it's going to be like. So one of the things is we have to use well, logic, 
I, I, yes, logic. When you're behind the wheel, huh? Who'd have thunk, right? You're using logic as a driver. But some drivers decide that they're not going to change the way they drive, regardless of the weather. Um, uh, no, it, it doesn't make any sense. And if you really like your vehicle, speeding, uh, tailgating, weaving in and, in and out of traffic, when roads are covered in ice and snow, it makes zero sense whatsoever. And I'd love to just interview everybody who, who did that and ask them, all right, so honestly, why did you do it? Maybe maybe a lie detector test to find out really if they're telling the truth or if they're trying to make us believe. Like, <laughs> your actions prove louder than words, as the saying would go. So in a 24-hour period, the Ontario Provincial Police in the greater Toronto area had to respond to over 175 crashes. So the road conditions were were ugly we get that but how many of those crashes didn't have to happen now it's not just on the ability to drive but it's also on your vehicle is your vehicle equipped to handle the winter weather and i've talked about winter uh tires previously i am a believer in winter tires the rubber compound is softer it's more flexible uh things that are softer are more flexible it's it's a life uh fact uh, the rubber is softer, it's more flexible on the cold surfaces. The grooves are a little bit wider to allow the, the slush and snow to get through the tread pattern. And they're better. They're proven to be better. But again, it's your opinion versus the opinions of <clears throat> experts, people who do this for a living and understand and try to share this information with you. Yeah, it's true. The experts have more knowledge. And it uh, doesn't matter where you get your knowledge from, but it has to be knowledge. It has to be factual. So is your vehicle equipped to handle the winter weather? Well, it's February as I record this. Uh, it's not too late to put them on because we probably still have another month or so of winter weather, maybe even more, depends on where you live. So is your vehicle equipped to handle the winter weather? Are you mentally prepared to handle the winter weather? Are you changing your driving because of the conditions? Now, if you talk to most people, they'll tell you, yeah, you should. So if most people recognize that we need to take it easy, maybe drive a little bit slower, have more space around your vehicle, and because you're driving a little bit slower, leave a little bit sooner. I've talked about this on speed bumps before. Leave a little bit sooner so that you're not taking chances. But if it's a weekend day, or even if it's a weekday, but you have the ability to work from home, why not take that opportunity? Why not? So when is bad weather bad enough to stop driving? Well, when you know that there's a blizzard on the way, rain, make arrangements before that day to work from home if you're able to, or maybe just take a day off. Maybe talk to your employer, talk to your manager, your supervisor, and say, listen, there's a blizzard. What are we going to do? Now, this is probably more important if you have a longer commute and you're not able to take public transit. Maybe you have to drive to get there or carpool with other people and you can't do the public transit thing. So what, what, what's going to stop you from driving in bad weather? What is, ask yourself that question. What does bad weather mean for me? Now, uh, there's a few years ago where uh, a blizzard was coming and people knew that and they decided to drive anyway. And they were stuck on the expressway for over a day. So what's in your vehicle to help you if you do get stuck? 
you know, it does happen. So uh, recently the, when we had the rain and then it turned into freezing rain and turned into snow, um, one of my kids wanted to go to the gym. Now the gym is not a dire need. So we said, no, you know what? You can do a workout at home. We'll wait until tomorrow or the day after. It's just not the right thing to do to head out in the snow and the icy. Uh, car has winter tires. That's great. No problem. They know the techniques to drive in winter weather. You know, they, their dad's the driving instructor. But there's a time to say no. Uh, there was a time years ago I was asked by a local television station to come to the studio to discuss why we shouldn't be driving in this bad weather. But I told the producer on the phone that's kind of ironic that I would get into my car, drive from home to the TV studio and tell people not to drive. And they kind of chuckled, said, yeah, okay, good point. So we did a phone interview. So there are ways around it. So before you get in there, before the weather even happens, having that forecast is huge. Ask yourself, when is bad weather bad enough to stop driving? And don't forget to answer the question before you get in your vehicle. Thanks for listening to this episode of Speed Bumps, a safe driving podcast. Be sure to check out all my previous episodes if you've missed them. Uh, every new episode comes out on a Sunday and make sure that you do subscribe so that way you don't miss any. If you'd like to uh, reach me, you can reach me by email. I am safedriver36 at yahoo.ca. And you can also follow me on Twitter. My Twitter name is safedriver. Uh, check out my blog as well, as new posts do come out frequently. You can uh, read those at uh, thesafedriver.ca. And remember, let's be safe on the roads. I'm Scott Marshall.